Welcome to Locked On Warriors, your daily podcast on all things Warriors. I'm Wes Goldberg, Warriors writer for the Mercury News. And today's show is a conversation between me and Michael Mulder. Uh, Michael Mulder, of course, signed a 10-day contract with the Warriors recently, re-signed with Golden State. He will be available for Tuesday's game against the Clippers. And what stood out to me about Michael is just how intelligent he was about going about getting to the NBA. Uh, a kid from Windsor, Ontario. Uh, it's a hockey crazed type of town, but he played basketball and was a pretty highly ranked recruit, but a highly ranked recruit in Canada. So he wasn't getting a whole lot of D1 offers. Ends up going to a junior college that has had you know success turning out NBA players in the past and then ended up transferring to Kentucky, obviously for that NBA pipeline, but didn't get a whole lot of playing time there. And he recognized why. And the reason for that was because, yeah, he was a three-point specialist, and three-point shooting is huge in the NBA. But if you can't do much else, it doesn't really matter how good of a three-point shooter you are. You're not going to have much of a chance to stick to an NBA roster. So he worked for three years in the G League to get better defensively. And with the Warriors, he missed nine of his first ten shots since signing that first ten-day contract. Missed nine of his first ten shots. So what did he do? He went ahead and against the Suns, his second game with the Warriors against the Phoenix Suns, went and picked up Devin Booker defensively. So he guarded one of the best scorers in the NBA. And Devin Booker in that game went 6 of 16 overall, but he went 0 for 4 when Michael Mulder was guarding him. So really impressive, and I think he's got a real shot uh, to make the roster next year. He should be invited to training camp next season, um, and I think he'd be a valuable player coming off the bench. But uh, without further ado, let's get to it. My conversation with Michael Mulder. I hope you enjoy. How many more days on your 10-day contract do you have left now? Including today would be two. Right. Tomorrow is my last day. Okay. How are you feeling about what you did these first eight, nine days? I'm feeling good. Um, you know, I feel like I had a, a decent body of work. Um, I really just I wanted to come in here and show that I was a hard worker, um, that I was a capable shooter, capable defender, and uh, just would, was willing to do the intangibles to, to make this team. So um, I, feel, I feel like our body of work has been good this week. Um, as a unit, we got a couple wins, and uh, I feel like we've done what we need to do. Steve Curry said, I don't know, yesterday or the other day, he was really impressed by that first game out that you had. You missed, like, your first four or five threes, but then you said, you know what, let me take Devin Booker against the Suns. He was really impressed by, like, he used the word resiliency. Where did that come from? Why, or take me through that decision. Why were you just like, you know what, let me grab Devin Booker? You know, um, basketball is a game of makes and misses. Um, you know, I know I'm confident in my shooting ability. That's not... I think I think people know that I can shoot the ball. Yeah. Um, but one thing I don't think people know is that I can defend the ball as well. So I wanted to be able to show that no matter what the matchup was, you know, Book is a is a phenomenal scorer. Um, I want to be able to show that no matter who I'm who I'm put up against, I'm going to fight hard, uh, play good defense, and uh, do whatever it takes to help the team win. So I felt like that was just a, a good decision for me, um, and I was I was really happy with him having trusted me to do that. Was part of that understanding, like, I'm on a 10-day contract. Obviously, there's urgency. If these shots are going to go in, because like you said, it's, it's a make or miss league. Sometimes they go in, sometimes they don't. Let me show off this part of my game, because obviously this thing's not working right now. Yeah, I mean, you got you to gotta be able to do a little bit of everything. Yeah. Um, like I said, you know, for example, I remember even going back when I was younger, you watched the, the UK uh, game and championship game. Anthony Davis couldn't get a shot to go down. And he said, let me go rebound the ball. Let me block shots. Let me do all the intangibles that isn't scoring and help us win this title. So things like that have always stood out to me. Um, and I just want to be able to do the same type of thing with the teams that I'm on. Why did you end up going to Kentucky? Um, you know, 
I was uh, I was in junior college and um, I was very under recruited out of high school. Um, and in my second year of junior college, my recruiting really blew up. Um, and I was fortunate to, to have a few schools to pick from, uh, really high level schools. And I got a lot of love for the coaches and the, and the people that recruited me. Um, but you know, once uh, once Coach Cal calls and, and comes and visits the school, and you know, you see that that he's really dedicated to get you out of there, uh, get you ready to be a pro. Um, you know, just help you grow on and off the floor. Um, it was an easy choice coming out of junior college. Um, we, were, we were the only two undefeated teams in the nation. It was my JUCO and Kentucky. And uh, you saw the success that those guys had had the year that I was going in was the year that, you know, Book and that whole group of like eight guys had left. So, um, you know, it, it looked wide open and um, I just wanted to follow in that kind of success. Did you grow up a Kentucky fan? You mentioned watching the AD game. And- I mean, I just grew up a basketball fan, honestly. I watched uh, a lot of games that are closer to me, so I watched a lot of Michigan, Michigan State games. But yeah, I was a huge Kentucky fan. Um, I was a big fan of all the all the big programs. Uh, I felt like they played the right way, and uh, you know, seeing their players come out and have so much success, yeah, that was big for me. So, um, yeah, I, I usually uh, I wouldn't miss a game if if, if it was a big uh, March Madness game or anything like that. You know, I was there watching. So I can remember a lot of big games when I was younger and. Um, growing into a Kentucky fan was something I, was, I had a good time with. You grew up in Windsor, right? Yeah, Windsor, Ontario, right across the border from Detroit there. Yeah. What was it like uh, growing up there as a, as a basketball player, not a hockey player? It's great, man. Um, you know, basketball isn't something that Windsor was necessarily known for. Right. Um, it's growing a little bit, and I'm glad to be able to help to that. Um, but, you know, yeah, a lot of my friends, they did play hockey. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my dad wasn't too upset when I wanted to play basketball. You know, you don't got to yeah. go buy no pads and all the equipment and stuff. It's a lot cheaper to throw me a pair of shoes and throw me out there. But, right. um, you know, I, basketball was my first love, man. Like when I, the day, from as far back as I can remember, um, I was in love with basketball. And I really had no, I had no desire to, to do anything else. Like I played, I played all sports. I did track. I did football in, in high school. Um, I played baseball growing up a little bit, soccer, you know, I did a little bit of everything, but um, there was nothing I loved more than basketball. Yeah. And uh, I just knew that that was, that was my calling, that was what I was meant to do. Who was your guy, who was your team, like why, why did you, what, what, what got you into it? I was, uh, growing up, my dad was a huge Lakers fan. Okay. Um, so I was raised a Lakers fan, so I was really big on the Shaq and Kobe era. Yeah. Um, I was a huge Kobe fan, huge Shaq fan. When Shaq went over to uh, Miami, um, when D-Wade was just coming into the league, that was that was the D-Wade, uh, LeBron, Melo uh, introduction. Yep. And, you know, um, I really I really loved the way that uh, D-Wade was playing out there. Um, just as a guard, you know, I was always hoping, you know, I'd get to his size. Um, yep. I remember I would turn my feet like him shooting free throws. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. just growing up, I, there was, it wasn't just him either. There's a lot of players I had love for. Yeah. And, um, you know, I just wanted to be like those guys. I saw them on TV and I could feel it. Um, just from a young age, I could feel that I wanted to play in those games and be on that stage. So, you're speaking my language. D Wade was the reason I got into basketball too. Yeah. I, mean, I grew up in Miami. So yeah, man, it, it was it was surreal to yeah. uh, be able to go to camp with Miami and yeah. and be in that building where D Wade had so much success. And you know, um, I was really thankful for that opportunity as well. So, what? And you were in Sioux Falls for a while. I know they they pride that organization prides themselves in having their G League team in. Not in you know Sioux Falls as opposed to South Florida where you can here's a little bit more distraction. What was what was Sioux Falls like? Yeah, you know um, Sioux Falls is crazy. Yeah, they had their team out in uh, South Dakota there, um, not in Palm Beach and not in Fort Lauderdale. You know, um, and that's a little bit different. Um, it's really far from the big team and um, really it just gives you an opportunity to lock in. Um, you know, I remember before the season had fully started, uh, E.G. my head coach he had told us you know like if you're not fully engulfed in this. 
like I, I don't know what you're waiting for like you know what I mean like and this, this being my third year out and being my third year in the G League um, I really had no reason to wait it was just like I need to make the most of this opportunity and I knew that it was the best situation I could be in for my career to to grow um, having that Sioux Falls uh, slash Miami Heat culture yeah. um, was really good for a lot of the younger guys as well as myself in, in getting situated and, and helping us grow and develop so um, you know, it was, it was a long grind out there, a lot of cold days, uh, early mornings, you know, uh, bus rides, right. you know, all the typical G League stuff. Um, and, you know, if that doesn't motivate you, I don't know what will. What, what did you do when it was, like, downtime, relaxing time, when you had to get away from basketball? What would you What would you do in Sioux Falls? You know, I focused a lot on basketball. Um, in my downtime, I would go back and I would watch some film, um, see areas that I could get better, um, areas that I could help my team. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we played well at the beginning of the year, and then we had a little slump there um, where we weren't defending as well. So I watched a lot of film at that time, too, to see, like, what kind of was going wrong. Um, but, you know, I was I was really locked into it. Um, there wasn't too much else to, to really think about out there. Um, but I, I, was, I was roommates with my uh, Kentucky teammate, Marcus Lee, and uh, I was really close to a lot of the guys. And yeah. we, would, we would just hang out sometimes after games, uh, chat it up. We would play Uno and stuff like that, and we would just talk about, like, what – what we need to do to succeed, you know, what we need to do to help each other get out of there. So um, I felt like Sioux Falls is great for, for my development as well as the rest of the team. When you were watching film, you, you specifically want that defense. You were talking about the defensive side of the ball. I mean, this is just, I mean, everybody, everybody like kind of when, when the Warriors signed you, everybody was like, all right, the guy shot 40% on 10 attempts per game. Like, and that's kind of all we knew. Yeah. And then you come in and now you're, and you're guarding at a high level. What's your wingspan, by the way? Do you know? About 6'10". 6'10", I Yeah. I got long arms. Um, yeah. That's something that helps me as well in defensive end. But, yeah, like I said, like, when you, when you watch film, like, in Sioux Falls and I'm shooting 11 threes a game, yeah. my usage is a lot higher. A lot of guys, when their usage is so high, their defense starts to slip, right? And um, I, that was something I really focused on. I knew that, obviously, shooting is going to be my pro skill. Right. Um, but, you know, if I, if I can't lock up, like, I can shoot 40%, but if I can't guard nobody, I'm never going to get a call. So, right. Um, that was a huge focus of mine was to be able to play on that end of the floor. Um, you know, I feel like I feel like coaches, um, that's the first thing they look at. It's like they know that you can shoot, but can you guard? Yeah. And can you guard multiple positions? And yeah. that's and that's super important. Um, you don't want to be the guy that when you come on the floor, the other team is pointing at them, talking about go at that guy. You know he can't guard. So you got to make sure that you can hold your own defensively. And uh, that was a big focus for me. Would you was that step up for you defensively? Was that did that to you occur in Sioux Falls? You know, I think uh, I think it began to occur when I was in Windy City with Chicago's G League team. Okay. Um, you know, coming in, even in college, um, it was a big thing. Like I remember Coach Cal was impressed with my shooting, and he would, but he would say I couldn't play defense, and um, I felt like I could. Um, and so I, I kind of had an edge on my shoulder coming yeah. going pro, and I wanted to show that I could guard. Um, you know, I, I I knew I could, and I knew I had the uh, ability to. So. Um, going pro, I, I knew that I was going to have opportunity to guard really yeah. good scores and uh, really demonstrate that I could play defense. So um, I think I really started to flip that switch in Windy City and uh, really honed in on it and, and really got a good grasp of it in Sioux Falls. I mean, you get a lot of playing time in Kentucky. I guess it's because Cal thought you couldn't defend at, at a high enough level. I mean, what, what's your takeaway from your time? You know, I, I wouldn't trade it for the world. Um, okay. I, had, I had the best experience at Kentucky that, I, that any college kid could have. Um, I had great teammates, great coaching staff with Cal, um, with KP, Robes, all those guys. Um, they really helped us develop and get ready for the next level. Um, 
you know, as far as my teammates, I was super happy for those guys. Um, both years, getting to be able to watch some of my best friends walk across that stage. Um, that was an amazing opportunity. Um, you know, I wouldn't trade it for the world. I felt like I developed well, um, got my name out there a little bit, and got to play in front of uh, some of the best fans in the country. So, um, you know, it was, it was a special opportunity and something I, I hold dear to me. When you're in Sioux Falls and you get the phone call from your agent that uh, the Warriors are interested in bringing you up on a 10-day, what was that day? What was that moment like for you? It was crazy. Uh, we had just got done playing uh, a game at home. Uh, it was a tough game. We won by one. And uh, just like I said, like we would go home after games and, and we'd all sit together and just kind of hang out, yeah. um, you know, decompress a little bit. And um, getting that call, I was able to be with my teammates during the call. And, um, you know, it was exciting. Um, I, I couldn't stop smiling. My teammates were jumping up and down in the background. Um, you know, it, it's great when you have guys that are genuinely happy for you like that. Yeah. Um, you know, G League is cutthroat. Like, these guys, it's a hard it's a hard area to be in because, you know, you, every guy wants to get theirs. And they want to win, but they want to get out of there. You right. know what I mean? And there's there's a hard, it's hard to find a balance in that way. Um, I feel like we do a great job of it in Sioux Falls really rooting for one another and, and understanding that the team's success will really incorporate um, what it takes to have individual success. So, um, you know, it was, it was a special moment for me to get that call and be with my teammates yeah. um, and see how excited they were for me and then, uh, you know, just be able to call my parents and, and tell them that I finally got a call after three years. I've been waiting for this call and um, now I'm just here trying to attack this opportunity like yeah. it's my last. Marcus Lee was one of your those guys jumping up in the background? Yeah, Marcus Lee was there. Yeah. Um, you know, Daryl Macon was there mm -hmm. and uh, Trey Morning. Okay. So, uh, yeah, those guys, you know, I, I those are some of my closest closest guys, you know. Um, they're, they're great teammates, great friends of mine. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really excited for them as well, the opportunities that they'll have. Yeah. And uh, we'll see what comes from that. So your first day then, you get the call, you come over here. What was that first day like here for you? It was awesome. Uh, you know, they, they wanted to fly me out at 6 in the morning, and uh, I got the call around midnight. And they were like, all like, you know, I know it's late. Like, well, is that all right? I was like, I'll start walking to the airport <laughs> right now. Like, um, get on the flight. Um, on the way here, um, I saw the... flight, just like... Yeah, commercial yeah, flight. I've been flying around. commercial all year. Yeah. Um, but they flew me first class. I hadn't yeah. been in the first class seat all year, so that was good. And, first time uh, in first class ever? Or all year, anyway. All year, okay. Um, but yeah, you know, I see the, I saw the uh, team that we had just played um, on the connection in Denver, and we were, like, kind of crossing paths, and I saw them kind of looking like, where's this guy going, like, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it was awesome getting out to San Francisco. Uh, the Bay is a beautiful place, beautiful city. Yeah. Um, people are great. Um, obviously, getting out here, the coaching staff has been really welcoming as well as the team. Um, you know, these guys have done a great job of making me feel welcome and feel comfortable here. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's difficult coming in in a short span, you know, like this, and it's late in the season. We don't really have full practices so right. much. So um, coming in, I basically just had walkthrough to get ready, and then I, I hopped right into a game. Um, but these guys did a great job of communicating and helping me get ready. Um, getting me filmed before the game so I wasn't totally lost out there and yeah. knew some offense and defensive schemes and uh, Then it was just you know my teammates talking to me throughout the game. They they didn't just leave me on an island uh, to fend for myself They really put me in the right positions and and helped me get comfortable out here So I appreciated that out of them. Is the film work you're doing now similar to what you were doing over in Sioux Falls? Yeah, it's a little bit similar um, I'm focused a little bit more offensively here just because um, I want to know the sets um, from multiple positions not just from you know just coming in in the first day, you know, I just kind of knew it from like the wing. I kind of want to know the one, two, three. I got to know where everybody's at on the floor. Right. Um, but in the same aspect, 
um, that I was doing in Sioux Falls, I'm definitely focusing on my defense. Um, like I said, I know that that's going to be a huge thing up top. Um, that's going to be what keeps me in the league is, is whether I can defend. So yeah. um, realizing that early um, is important for me and, and really locking in on that and making sure that I can guard that side of the ball is going to be important for me. Do you feel like you are like a, a 3 and D guy? Would that be what you would consider yourself I right would, now? I would classify myself as 3 and D for sure. Okay. Um, and I hope that continues to grow. You know, um, as, as my shooting will continue to grow, I, I hope my defense continues to, to rise and uh, I keep rising to the occasion. And, you know, I, I like that. I like that coaches can feel like they can put me on their best player for stints and, and uh, I'll be able to do that job well. So that's something that gives me confidence on both ends and I'm going to continue to work on. What was it like playing with Steph last night? And, what it, and I know you guys had a pretty intensive film session this morning on playing with Steph. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, you know, I'm obviously the last few years, shoot, just growing up, I was a huge fan of Steph. Yeah. Um, being a shooting guy like myself, um, and seeing Steph and Clay in here, you know, these guys change the game of basketball. Um, you know, without these guys, um, people like me, you know, we wouldn't be such a such a wanted aspect on teams. Like, they, right. stretching the floor is so important these days and shooting the ball, and uh, it's a testament to these guys. And so uh, getting out on the floor with Steph last night was something special for me. Um, you know, he makes the game so much easier. He reads the game so well. You right. can see that it, it moves slower for him. And, um, you know, obviously his ability to space the floor and attract attention uh, helps open up opportunities for others. And then his passing ability is just incredible. You saw him immediately come in the game and start dropping dimes. So, um, you know, it, it was an amazing experience. And um, I'm really I'm really just looking to soak in all I can from him uh, in the opportunity that I have to play with him here. And I know you've got only, you know, a couple more days on your 10-day. Are you nervous at all? Do you have any uh, ideas of this? I mean, it seems like they're really impressed with you. Have, you. have they told you that they're going to bring you back at this point? They haven't told me anything. Um, you know, I only got the one day left tomorrow yeah. um, against the Sixers. But uh, I wouldn't say I'm nervous, you know. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of pressure on guys on 10 days. But like I said, like, pressure is a privilege. Um, I really the whole time I wasn't really looking all the way forward to the end of my 10 day and like what's going to happen next right it's kind of just one foot in front of the other like what's going to happen right now um I was just focused on having a good day of practice today and yeah, then yeah. tomorrow I'm going to be focused on having a good walkthrough um and then having a good game against the Sixers and then whatever happens happens you know it's yeah. uh all I can control is what I do between these lines and how mm -hmm. I interact with my teammates and coaches and my willingness to learn and get better and uh you know whatever whatever the guys in suits want to do um obviously that's that's in their court yeah. and uh, it's my job to put myself in the best position possible yeah. to, to help them make that decision do you would you hope would you want to get a rest of season contract absolutely this is where i want to be um you know i would i would love to hear that news you know yeah. um that's absolutely what i'm looking for um you know there couldn't be there couldn't be a better place a better fit for my skill set than yeah. than in golden state so um, you know, of all of all places, I feel like this place would be the best for my my career long term. It, it would just help me develop so much, and um, it's something I'm really hoping for. That wraps up this edition of Locked On Warriors. Remember to subscribe to new episodes of Locked On Warriors on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. If you're on iTunes, rate us, review us, say nice things about us. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On NBA. Thanks for listening.